Hey folks, so today's episode I really want to talk about um, backstories. That's something that a lot of folks in the audience who've reached out to me, which by the way, thank you for reaching out to me, have um, confirmed and, and talked about. I had one particular um, audience member and uh, friend of the crew talk about, or rather ask me about backstories and how that ties into role playing. So hopefully in this episode, I can dive a little bit deeper than in, you know, email messages and direct messages. Sometimes I feel like that type of that style um, of communication gets the message out. But for me, I want to talk about it so much more. So obviously the podcast offers that medium. But the question really was about, you know, really, what is a good backstory? And I started to approach it and think about it from, okay, it, what is, you know, what is a good backstory? Does this per, and, and not to sound like Gandalf from The Hobbit, but, you know, what do you mean by good? Do you mean that it's a, you know, pleasurable backstory? Do you mean that it's a long enough backstory that gives enough information? Do you, you know, what do you mean by that? So obviously we spoke through it and, and we kind of worked it out, but it, it got me thinking, you know, what is the big deal with backstories and why is it needed? I am of the camp in which backstories are phenomenal. I really like a good backstory. And I think there's some pros and cons to it, obviously, but I'm for having a backstory. I'm for how, you know, if I'm a player, I'm for writing a backstory that's lengthy enough that gets my thoughts onto paper. It talks about, you know, the backstory will tell the, the DM or the GM, this is who they are, this is where they've come from, this is what they do, this is why they do it, and this is how they're doing it. So it just kind of explains all that to them. And kind of, you know, have that conversation with my DM or my GM after the backstory is written. So that way, um, so again, kind of think of it like this rather. The backstory is who your character is, and it should give your um, dungeon master, your game master, you know, enough background, again, you know, no pun intended, background information on your character so that they can ask more specific questions. It's kind of like a resume at work. If, you know, that kind of, that's kind of your work background, all the jobs you've worked. So when you're interviewing for another job, they can see it and ask you questions. Um, it's, you know, it's, that's the, one of the better analogies that I've come up with. But anyway, how do you make a kick-ass backstory? That's kind of the theme of this episode. And, you know, I want to take y'all through what I believe makes a really good backstory. And I also want to talk about the benefits of having a backstory because, for those folks who are listening and may be thinking differently, they may not be on the same camp um, as I am, I want to kind of convince you. I really want to um, peacefully convince you that you should consider writing um, backstories that are, you know, at minimum a page long. Um, I That's what I ask of my players because I don't want them to... Um, you know, I don't want them to resent the process, but I think there's a benefit to it. So with all that being said, let's get started. Let's talk about where it's come, where it comes from, pros and cons, 
And then finally, let's talk about how you can implement this. So first and foremost, D&D 5th edition brought, uh, really brought that out, really brought out the aspect of backstories. Um, in my opinion, because of the ease of entry with 5th edition, the ability to balance combat and roleplay, 5th edition really brought the quote-unquote creative aspect of storytelling um, through the um, creation of backstories for characters. It was, I think, and I'm not sure, but I think it was with shows like Acquisitions Incorporated, Critical Role specifically, that, and other D&D streaming shows, that had a really big focus on the backstory um, through the through the game, right? So when, and I'll, I'm gonna use uh, Critical Role as an example, just because most people know it. Critical Role, you were able to see the backstories of all these characters come to life. So in season one, you were able to see the backstories of Grok and Percy and all the other characters come at, uh, come, you know, coming to life and being played out. And you were able to see how a dungeon master or a game master takes those backstories and incorporates them into the story and therefore develops a sweet game. So fifth edition and streaming shows really helped solidify the importance of backstories and how it can turn how and how it can make your game a really great game. And you know, one thing that I always go back to is that D&D is always and has always been a collaborative storytelling game. Even from first edition or from the original D&D rather, you had um, players who the you know, who thought of the concept of well, imagine if we were playing a war game but instead of playing the armies, we were playing the generals and the leaders. And how do those we leaders react? Um, what do those leaders do? And just who are those leaders? So ever since the original D&D, those are questions that have been asked. I think now it just boils down to, okay, who is this adventurer? Who is this person that is choosing the life of an adventurer and going from there? And one thing that I always love as a dungeon master is the, that question, who is this adventurer? You know, if you're the player, who am I? Who it, who am I as a character? Who is this character that I'm playing, that I'm um, creating with my friends? Oh, well, you're obviously creating your character, but what's the story that you're creating with your friends and how is this character involved? So those are a couple little things that I, you know, love about it. And I look at the history because we all should, right? We all should look at the history of our storytelling games or our RPG, whatever it may be, um, we should look at the history so that we can have a better perspective on um, where we want to go in the future. But I will say, with all that being said, there are some pros and cons to backstories. We all have heard it. We all know it from the memes and from blog posts. Heck, we all know it from other podcast episodes that talk about this. There are pros and cons. Um, some of the pros for having a really in-depth backstory, and again, I'm trying to be unbiased here because I think that an in-depth, in-depth, excuse me, backstory 
is really, really important and actually is going to benefit you more. But here are actually some of the benefits and reasons why you should create an in-depth backstory. It provides your DM or your GM with an opportunity to learn about your character. So you're quite literally introducing yourself in game to the dungeon master. You're telling the dungeon master who you are, what you want to do, everything about that adventure that you can come up with at that spot without organically growing into the character, right? We all know that there's going to be moments and times where you as the player are going to grow into the um into that character you're gonna through time and through adventuring you're gonna learn more about that character and you're going to kind of grow in a particular way right but for the most part this gives in this gives your dungeon master insight into who you are at that moment it also provides material for the dungeon master to use later in the story now and and let me put a stop right here this isn't supposed to be a scary thing right i think that culturally we have um kind of accepted or made fun of the the fact that dungeon masters take this to use it against the player and personally i don't think that that's a good style of dming but that's a whole different that's a whole different topic when i talk about you know this being able to provide material for you know the dungeon master for the story, I go back to that critical role moment, right? I go back to that moment where Matt Mercer would present opportunities back to the um, back to the players regarding and and intertwining their backstories. So Keyleth, right? Her backstory is that she is going to be at one point is going to become this powerful position in her tribe and in her people, right? Well, and she basically has these side quests that she needs to go on. Matt Mercer incorporates that into the story in a really beautiful way. He never uses it against his players. He never makes it where having a family, having loved ones, or any of that is negative, because I feel that a lot of times what people do is that they take that opportunity and find a way to cause mayhem to the player. Again, different episode, and I don't agree with that style, but um, and if you have a really great dungeon master and a really great game master, they're actually going to take your backstory and use it as storyline material and incorporate, incorporate your story into the main story. That's what backstories do, right? Backgrounds and backstories give you the chance to quite literally weave your story into that world. That's part of the collaborative storytelling aspect. But moving along from there, a good backstory also acts as a way for the players to invest um, into the game. It kind of tails off of the second one that we just spoke about. But when you have a great backstory, when you really, you know, dive deep into it and really write um, a good backstory or really think about writing a good backstory, you actually start to invest in the game because you start to say to yourself, OK, I don't want, you know, I don't want my player to die. 
first and for my character, excuse me, to die. Um, I don't want all this work that I've done to kind of go to waste. And now, because of this work that I've been doing, I really want to be a part of this game. I really want to invest in this game, and I really want to, um, I really want to kind of dig deep and learn more, and and just be attentive to the game and be present. So that's some of the ways you start to get invested. And actually, it all kind of, um, it all kind of actually ties in together because the next pro that, and again, we're at number four, um, that you actually start to develop um, parts of the world, right? You start to develop unique aspects to the world. Um, for example, my character, Sir Balasar, that we play on Behold the D&D podcast, we've taken a break just because of life stuff, but um, with Behold the D&D podcast and the fantasy aspect, um, Sir Balasar is a dragonborn paladin, right? I've spoken about Balasar many times, and my dungeon master and I, we actually started to, because he didn't have a world for dragonborns, so through my backstory, through my through the writing of Balasar and talking about who Balasar is, um, my dungeon master was actually able to take that and go with it and, and kind of use that to um, build the world. Uh, which actually leads to my fifth part, right? A, in, a great backstory, and an, or rather, a very well thought out backstory, allows the players to actively participate in your world, in the world building slash storytelling aspect of the game. So, as I said earlier, you know, one it, it gave my dungeon master Sam the ability to now come up with material for that and to start writing. Um, I actually remember I was playing when I first started playing um, fifth edition. I was in a homebrew game and I was playing another dragonborn, but he was a barbarian. And through the role play, through the um, how I mean through the role play, through everything, right? And a little bit of my backstory. My DM at the time um, presented this fact that when I was, you know, and actually I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back before I finish. So my Dragonborn Barbarian, it was back when the uh, Storm Herald, I believe that Path of the Storm Herald was just Unearthed Arcana. So I played this um, Dragonborn Barbarian who was... Uh, a naval officer. He was, um, he was in the in in the navy, and he was attacked uh, by a mysterious ship. He doesn't remember who. He kind of got amnesia. Um, but then what happened is that when he tried to go back home, he his family was wiped out. Couldn't find his family. Couldn't, you know, couldn't find anything. So he dedicated his life to become a pirate. And. Um, with that being said, he, you know, my dungeon master, I remember, took that and ran with it. And as the story kind of compounded on itself and started to grow, my dungeon master brings up this insignia just randomly. We were searching something and the insignia turned out to be a, um, and again, all impromptu, a part of the people who attacked my people 
um, and we found out it was dwarves from the north and all this other cool stuff. And at that moment, I remember post-game, because it was such a great RP session, that he said, wait a minute, you just you just created this part of the world that I've been trying to create, and you just actually opened up these possibilities and started you know, doing this for me. And it sounds really cool and I really like it. So yeah, it, it, that, you know, that was such a cool, I remember that was such a cool moment where I thought to myself, holy crap, this is awesome. And this is fantastic. And, you know, I don't want, um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want the session to end even. I want it to keep on going because we were, you know, I just felt like, oh man, we kind of had a breakthrough. So it really gives you that ability to build your world. And I think it's an awesome feeling. However, to be fair, to not be biased, I want to present some problems that arise from having too much or a too in-depth backstory. So sometimes, and again, this is just from what I've noticed um, and observed from peers, from myself, my gaming group, but also from um, this, the D&D the community. It, you know, number one, it can create um, some sort of rigid um, storytelling within the game, right? So what I mean by that is the, the story can sometimes become a little too stiff because the players who are writing this, you know, seven, eight, nine page backstory, um, it's such a good backstory that they don't want to, <clears throat> the player themselves doesn't want to move. They want to be who that per. they want to be what they wrote because just like everyone knows, when you do something for a long time and you create something, you have an investment in it. So when that investment seems like it's going to change, you become a little hesitant. So it can create a little bit of uh, rigidness in the game. I don't even know if that's a real word, word, but we'll go with it. Anyway, um, another, I guess, negative or a con that you can say is that it makes the dungeon master not want to place the characters into serious uh, situations, right? Because they're such great characters and they are such great um, backstories that you know, make this character who they are, that some dungeon masters are afraid of putting their care, these characters in serious situations. They are going to feel guilty if they make, if they kill them. And I think that just comes with the territory, right? I, as a dungeon master, never want to kill my players. On the contrary, I would hate to kill my players because you know, I've grown an attachment to them. I've grown an attachment to the player characters um, at the table. And I just realized that I said, I, I don't want to kill my players. Well, I don't want to do that either, but I don't want to kill the characters. Um, I, I want these characters that they've created and that they've invested their time in. And quite frankly, I've invested my time as a dungeon master to get to know them. I don't want them to die. And I would feel extremely guilty if something happens. But I think that when we as Dungeon Masters and players know of the serious dedication that you have as a player or whatever, 
into these, you know, into these characters, it's really hard. It's really hard to even put them into a bad situation. You almost start making the combat encounters really easy so that you know that the players are going to succeed. Um, and again, that's an observation that I've had that I've seen in others. Um, third point, you spend a lot of time investing in a character that might not survive. So for the players out there, this is a little bit of that old school D&D um, kind of wisdom. A lot of times we as players, especially in fifth edition, invest a lot of time into the character creation, including the backstory. And again, this is not a sponsored post, but D&D Beyond made it really easy for me to make my characters so that I could invest most of my time into that backstory. Um, but in reality, they may not survive. Uh, it goes back to that you know, second point. Um, if your dungeon master says, well, I'm going to play this game, I'm going to play the NPCs, you know, in a strategic way and as, and you know, in combat encounters, I'm going to play to win or, you know, because that's what the NPCs, that's what the enemy is thinking, which they should, they should play them as, um, that they want to destroy them, right? Um, and that's how a dungeon master should play the enemy during a combat encounter, you, you you start to think to yourself like, oh, this character might not survive. And I put all this time and effort. So for the folks who don't want to have that, you know, regret or that sadness, whatever, you, or those feelings, that that could be seen as a, as a negative. And lastly, um, some, I have seen some players, you know, their sole focus was keeping that character alive and disregarding the, the, the maintenance of the storyline. The example I draw from this, and again, this is how I see this as a negative. The example I draw from this is we were playing Curse of Strahd and one of the, one of the um, players really enjoyed the character and the backstory that they were playing. And it made it really annoying because they didn't want to die so and you could say well brian that's how they're playing they're role playing their character well i'll tell you right now this was not how they were role playing their character like th this particular player we had issues with in the past um and not only did we have issues with and again this is a because i've played curse of straw twice um, the first time I played Curse of Strahd was with a really awesome group. It was it was my OG group that I started playing 5th edition. Um, those guys, it was great. That was a great group and, you know, um, great bunch of people. But the second time, there was this one player that just did not want to die. They just did not want to die. They loved their character because the, the way that we had all agreed was that we were going to play Curse of Strahd and then whoever survives is going to be part of that homebrew world. We're going to go like straight into a homebrew world. So he did not want to, he wanted to take his character from, you know, start to finish. And instead, like he would avoid combat situations. He would provide support, but he would avoid it as much as he could. So it was just a little, it was a little frustrating to say the least. Because we could have actually finished Curse of Strahd a lot sooner than we had intended, 
or that that we did actually but things happen so those are again some of the cons i don't i personally i am for um i i am for um what's it called i am for um in-depth backstories i personally am a little biased to those but obviously i want to um i want to keep this as unbiased as possible um but anyway from there now that we've you know spoken about those pros and cons i really want to go into what makes a good backstory right there are countless of us gamers and players and there's now a lot of i mean i would say we're really lucky to have a lot of D&D streams and we're lucky to see all these different examples of characters who have extensive backstories and um personally I think that is a it's a bit of a different form of D&D just because that is very that's very um character focused which is not a bad thing I just think like a D&D stream is a little bit different so whether you, you know so for my advice whether you're playing a D and D within a D and D stream or not this is going to help for you so first and foremost the number one thing I would recommend is to keep it simple utilize the five you know utilize the who what where when and why and so the five W's I've spoken about it many a times but utilize the five W's and then add the how. So, what I mean by that? Who is this person? What is their intention? What do they do? What are they? Where do they come from? Where have they been? Um, when did they come here? Or when did they become adventurers? You know, there's a, and actually, I'll be, I can provide, um, I will be providing actually soon um, a free copy of kind of my my methodology alongside a collaboration with a good friend of mine charles that we created this really good in-depth character kind of interview so to speak um and 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 we and when we thought about it we said okay um how if if i were to be in an interview right what what would they ask me so Think of it like that. If you're ever going to be asked questions, if you were almost interviewing yourself to say, well, who do I want this character to be? What do I want them to be? What do I want them to do? And then, you know, you, you, you write a little bit, you kind of chew, you, you, you mold it over. Then you say, OK, well, where they've been, where have they been? Excuse me. When did they go there? When did they think about becoming an adventurer? Heck, you know, where where did they go that made them even want to be an adventurer? Why did they even do that? You know, why, why did they even leave their the comfort of their home to become an adventurer, to do this or that, whatever it may be? And then how did they do all this? What was that action um, that made them take a step and, and go? So again, keeping it simple with asking those the, the five W's and the how that method is a really good method and and obviously the audience members will most likely know of when i release that product out for y'all so just stay tuned to that but anyway second thing that i would recommend that you implement right 
is that you state how your character became an adventurer. Again, that's part of the how method uh, that I'm that I spoke about, but this is what leads you uh, from a quote unquote, you know, nobody to an adventurer, right? So you're going to talk to your dungeon master and say, hey, this is the point in time in which my character becomes an adventurer. So this is how they become an adventurer. This is what they do to get to that point. That that pinnacle moment is actually kind of the it's kind of how you start as a level one character, in my opinion. So talk about that. Talk about that background um, aspect. And then lastly, when you talk to your dungeon master, right, ask for a personal session zero. What I mean by this is that you want to keep a per you want to have a personal set um, a personal session zero because you want to be able to present this to your dungeon master or, you know, email it to them or give it to them before the meeting. And you want them to have the time to kind of like mull it over. But this this personal session zero is going to do this one thing. It's going to allow you to talk about your character. OK, so it's going to allow you to talk about your character. Your dungeon master is going to be able to ask you questions that you wouldn't think about and that you wouldn't know. And it um, like and it's also going to be able to give you the ability to ask yourself other questions because your dungeon master just asked you random questions that you didn't even think about right so for example if i were to if, if y'all were my players right and you came up to me and said brian this is the type of character i want to play okay cool i would ask i would ask you some questions you would answer and because of those answers i would it would probably stimulate more questions you know it i don't know which ones because we're, we're not having that conversation but y'all probably understand what i'm talking about it just having that conversation about your character and about the um about the nuances of your character right would be something that is going to benefit you all, all this is to benefit you and actually i just thought of a question you know let's say your character fights with a sword like a long sword as a dungeon master i would say well why is that is it because that was your grandfather's sword or was it because it's just something that you were able to find randomly, right? So those little things that you don't think about that you kind of say, well, I actually choose this sword because it was in the player's handbook and that's what I could afford or that's what I wanted, blah, 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 whatever it may be, right? You, you just choose it randomly. But the great thing about a backstory is that the choices that you make randomly are given purpose. Again, the choices that you were given or that you were that you took randomly are given purpose. So that's really one of the big though that that's the reason why, if it's in a nutshell, um, why I love backstories. So remember, keeping those things simple um, is going to really eliminate any of the headaches or worry that you might come across, <clears throat> excuse me, when writing your backstory. I think that it's a simple task and it's a fun one, personally. Um, it can be daunting, obviously. It, uh, all this can be daunting because it's a lot. But stick to the basics. 
Make sure that your stories have that possibility and have the fluidity to grow and develop um, and have a future, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't create a... Um, you shouldn't do something as crazy as creating like an arcane order that your wizard came from and talk about it with your DM. No, in 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 quite the opposite. I think you should do that. I think that's the best part about world building, and I think that's what makes um, backstory so awesome is that you have a hand in world building, right? Um, but with character backstories and whatnot, just remember that world building is a continuously progressing thing, right? It continuously progresses, so be open to that. Don't restrict yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, don't restrict yourself to just your backstory. Think, you know, be open to possibilities. Leave that backstory um, open enough where it just talks about who you are and what you've created and then allows you to go forward in the future. So that way you can kind of take hold of the momentum that life and the game gives you. So that's it, folks. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave an honest review. Hopefully, it's a five-star. Until next time, keep gaming.